Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, an exploration of the parts of speech and more secret sex party talk than ever before. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us uh, from the hit podcast. Jordan, I found out that this is a hit podcast. This is not just a podcast. Hit podcast. I looked into it. So it's charting. I ran some numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. Did some focus grouping. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Pop Your Culture podcast. Pop My Culture, Pop yeah. My Culture. Yep. I, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't confident about it as I said it. I was saying... <laughs> well, it's not that big culture. of a hit yet, Jesse. It's, yeah. It's big in uh, well, Belgium. Well, Jesse and I are what we call early adopters. And <laughs> sure. we've already moved on to the next thing. But uh, kind of in our wake, I think people are going to pick up on the... Popular, what's it called? The next because thing, we're already over it. The the <laughs> next thing is uh, custom voices for GPS units. Yoda, Darth Vader, sure, and we're doing Dennis all of Franz. Those. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the whole you can get any member of the cast of NY Blue. That's our uh, that's our thing. Um, we started out. We are originally. It wasn't as successful, but we started with the cast of St. Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we couldn't get Denzel. That was the problem. Um, Denzel's busy <laughs> making train movies with Tony Scott. <laughs> so he can't do custom voices. <laughs> but then you found out all your GPS voices were in the head of an autistic child. And it really <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yes. But, so. but, I mean, but we've had a lot of success with the <laughs> NYPD blue line. We, do, uh, we can replicate the voices when the actors aren't here. For instance... I'm Dennis Franz. Turn right. <laughs> it's a, me, Zach from Saved by the Bell. Make a left here. <laughs> they have to Jimmy Smith's themselves. here. You're approaching McDonald's. <laughs> and the they song. all sound like this. They do. Well, Jimmy Smith's, Jimmy Smith's catchphrase on our thing is, I'm Latino, but not like that, you know. <laughs> uh, so he'll say, like, I speak clearly. <laughs> You're nearing a McDonald's. <laughs> I'm not all chee <laughs> what was that uh you guys remember that uh that movie with ellen barkin uh that jimmy smith was in switch i think was the name of it i don't remember that there was this movie in the 80s where like sh- it was one of those body changing movies where she had died and come back to somebody's body one of those stupid mm-hmm. things but uh jimmy smith was in it but he- the advertising campaign had already started and all of a sudden he became a hit from something so they wanted to kind of squeeze him into the commercials mm-hmm. so they just like crammed his voice like his name into the voiceover at the last minute so it's like ellen barkin jimmy smith <laughs> pretty hilarious if you can dig like, it up. Do we just want to recut this trailer? Nah, no, no. just have someone say Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Edit that in there. Yep. Uh, what's the now the you you mentioned the fad of eighties movie, the body switch movie. What uh-huh. was has there been a body switch movie? Has some, someone tried to yeah, kind of was, reawaken there was the, the hit body film switch? Freaky Friday starring uh uh Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Uh there was also was that the last seventeen one? again. With uh, oh Zach Zac Efron, Efron switched bodies with Matthew Perry in that, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, sort of. I mean, he went back to his old body or whatever, but yeah, okay, same diff. What was happening to Matthew Perry's body while? Well, it was, was the one body on. he just reverted back to his seventeen-year-old oh. self. So okay, well, that's uh, yeah. Are that's you sure a... it wasn't getting fucked? 
yeah. I remember it getting fucked, but maybe that's just like just a Kate. Like you have the movie where Zac Efron, handsome Zac Efron, is is you know learning about love and I learning remember... something about himself, but then just periodically they would cut to the body of Matthew Perry in an alley getting fucked by a homeless guy. Right? No, no, it was getting fucked by Zac Efron. In my memory, oh. I'm remembering Zac Efron fucking Matthew this Perry. This isn't a David Cronenberg movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and he had a giant boil with teeth, right? right? A giant boil with teeth. Yeah. We all saw this. Yeah. You know, and there was there was that one scene where he was getting fucked by the talking car. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Baywatch. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um I like the idea of, like, Zac Efron, like, okay, so Matthew Perry has changed into Zac Efron, Mm -hmm. and Zac Efron comes home, he's like, I've had a long day of learning about myself, good to see you, old body, and then he just peels back the covers, (laughs) and his old Matthew Perry body is there, and then he just starts fucking it. (laughs) (laughs) Or he keeps his old body chained up in the basement so it can't get out. Oh, yeah, and it's like a a zombie or something. From the Pop My Culture podcast, Mr. Cole Stratton. Thank you, Did we say his name? No, I don't think we did. <laughs> we did. I think we got distracted about personal pronouns or whatever part of speech so. that is. And can I just say, guys, congratulations on booking me. What a coup for you. Hey, we're excited. You're, you're from the hit podcast. That's right. <laughs> when I found out I was on the show, Look, I was excited. We've had some major stars on here, people we really expect. I'm talking about the, the guys who uh, make a webcomic. Sure. Um, I'm talking guys about... Guys who make a web series. Guys who make a web series. <laughs> Oh, everyone, everyone from the entertainment industry, yeah. from every corner of the entertainment industry, from web series to webisodes. <laughs> you guys should get somebody from craft service on here. I think oh, yeah. That would be a, a big boon. Yeah. They, well, it would be great because we can have learn more about sausages. Yeah. <laughs> we can learn about tiny bowls of M&Ms. Yeah, we could talk about the red vine per performer ratio, mm. where that's at. Um, I wonder. I, uh, I've been curious about that. I used to eat craft services sometimes uh, like on my way home from something uh, when I lived on the street where they were always shooting. Uh, they don't really tell you not to eat it. Oh, so, yeah. You can just walk up and grab If Yeah. If you're, if you're in an area where they're shooting a movie, I think you just walk around like you're a PA or something and you can just grab a handful of pretzels. I had a really intense uh, craft services experience the other day. We, me and Adam were uh, – me and Adam Lissagor, a.k.a. Lonely Sandwich, past guest on the program, were out shooting Put This On. And uh, we were on the set of the film um, – oh, gosh uh, – uh, Bridesmaids. Uh, which is uh, this new film uh, written by and starring Kristen Wiig. Mm. Oh, yeah, Michael Hitchcock's in that um, as well. Exactly. It uh, uh, looks, looks like it'll be a blast. Uh, no reason to doubt that it'll be a blast given the people involved. We were interviewing Paul Feig, who was directing this thing. Oh, good for him. And they're shooting, uh, they're shooting in a, a studio that's just for shooting airplane scenes. It's called like Flight Time or something <laughs> like that. It's named Flight Time after the um, uh, '80s R and B outfit. <laughs> what part of town is this in? Um, it was far away. It was north of here. Okay. It was north of Los Angeles. Sure, it was it's like in Valencia or something. Yeah, I can see that being the place that that happens. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it was really a, the whole experience was kind of a trip. But the intense craft services experience was. The mayonnaise gun. They announced... <laughs> that you're yeah. forced to eat out of. Yeah. They just say, go, 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 go. <laughs> Everybody on the set, they're all on the same page with this. I don't know. Uh, they call it bros mayonnaising bros. <laughs> and in parentheses, with a gun. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> but I think they can come up with a more elegant title. So they're shooting a scene inside of this airplane. And it's a real airplane. Uh, they've only got about... 
two thirds of it or sixty percent of it. But it is a real airplane just sitting in this soundstage in wherever we are, Valencia or something like that. But they're shooting inside the airplane, and I and most of the crew are outside the airplane because obviously that space in there is really tiny. It's airplane-sized, uh, just to give a metaphor for non-Hollywood people. Sure. <laughs> um, and there's this – they had, they had sort of pulled the time that we were visiting at the last minute and as you guys may know, just I'm sure Jordan knows, I have to eat really regularly or I get migraines. So I was super hungry. They had, just, they had made it so that we had to come in when they started shooting, which was like 11.30 a.m. or something like that. We had to sort of wait around for an hour, and then we interviewed Paul, then we were getting B-roll and stuff. So it was well past lunchtime, but well before they were going to take lunch. Lunch on the movie set was like 4 or 5 p.m. But they had, uh, they had a bowl of granola and yogurt out and fruits. Now, I wanted this yogurt and granola and fruits so badly, so badly. But the thing was, somehow I missed my window of it not being quiet on the set. So, like, there was a time so if at you the were beginning... So like, if you were scooping something into something else, like, it would be audible. That was what I... Yes, that was my concern. Sure. But here's the thing. They're inside the airplane. So I don't really think that I would ruin anybody's sound or anybody's takes by scooping it. However, everyone else is being totally quiet. So I would be the guy making noise just from scooping this granola. So I'm like trying to like, I'm like standing by the granola, like waiting for an opening (laughs) where somebody is making some noise so I can scoop some fruit and yogurt into a cup with some granola. It was the most nerve wracking. You should have started a small fire. (laughs) You should have called me. I'm great at diversions. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta come over and knocked over a rack of clothes or something. That's your, that's your role in your old time West posse. (laughs) Yep. diversions (laughs) diversions <laughs> you go into your saddlebag and pull out a pink wig it was it was really it was really intense the other weird thing about going onto the set of the film bridesmaids with uh superstar actor director or actor writer Kristen wig and celebrity director paul feig was uh we went on to paul feig's trailer and Paul Feig is into, you, you probably onto. know you probably know Paul onto? Feig from all these various freaks into. and geeks bit, things yeah, you've yeah. done. One of the nicest guys ever. Just yeah, a super sweet. Super, super nice guy. Um and this was the first time I'd ever met him in real life. He'd been on the Sound of Young America like three times, but I had never it, it had been in the in the early days when we did most of that stuff by phone. So uh I had never met him in real life. He was really happy to meet me. Like this is the sweetest guy in the world. It was so great. We go onto his trailer, and his trailer is Onto? Into. Into. We go okay. into his trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picturing you guys go being on top of the trailer, like well, looking here's at some thing. sort of we panorama were, or something. We were shooting a Metallica. They were also shooting a Metallica music video. And the concept was that we were on top of a trailer, driving okay. around the city, playing our hit metal song. <laughs> sure. Um, but we went into his trailer, and it was the most spectacular combination. You guys play Metallica in the video. Yeah, like Metallica exactly. isn't playing themselves. It's you, it's you and... The idea is, the idea, the concept behind the video, the pitch was, each member of Metallica is uh, replaced by someone who's a marginal public figure in a field known for being relatively quiet. So, <laughs> oh, so I, it's kind of funny. Exactly. Like it's kind of a cheap Exactly. Key. So gotcha. I was a public radio host. Paul Feig was a comic memoirist. Nice. Um, he was not there as a Hollywood director, as a comic memoirist. 
Um, but the inside of his trailer was the most spectacular. Which one were you? <laughs> I was the public radio. Oh, which which, which one? Which Metallica guy? Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm a dick about copying albums or whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> See, that's my impression. That's how I got the gig. It's really good. It's uncanny. Initially, initially you should do that on our uh, talking GPS. Yeah, it, initially, it. They, famous our famous drummers uh, <laughs> initially download they, pack. Initially, they had offered that part <laughs> to Krista Tippett from Speaking of Faith, mm. but um, I got it because I had the you know I had the acting chops that she didn't have. Hey, if we do the famous drummer pack, here's mine. I'm Neil Pert. Why not stop at the Seven Eleven? Hey, this is Don Henley. Get a U-turn as soon as you can. Bet you didn't know I played drums. <laughs> he just reminds people that he plays drums. <laughs> yep. I'm Animal from the Muppets Band. <laughs> I love that one. That's great. It's pretty, pretty dead on. What are they called? What's the Muppet Band called? Like the Electric... The Electric uh, Tongue Doctor, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Band. Okay. That's what go. it is. Good work. That's why he hosts the Popular Culture Podcast. I know all, about all sorts of fictional bands <laughs> from popular entertainment. Um, Actually, that's kind of true because I have a blog, which is the River Bottom Nightmare blog, which is named after the River Bottom Nightmare Band from Emmett Anders Jug Band Christmas, another Muppet band. Wow. Wow. So, so you just got pretty deep there. Is I it really all did. Muppet bands or is it other puppet-based music acts? Like, can you, can you name other fictional bands outside of the Jim Henson family? Gosh, you know, I probably could off the top, though. No, not so much. Okay, can we please if you talk delved about into this, the archives? Can we please talk about this trailer? Oh yes, sure. This trailer, was, which you're in, not on. I I was in this trailer. It was like, for one thing, I could never imagine a more opulent trailer. Right? It could not be more opulent, except that it's still a trailer. <laughs> right. So it was sort of like it was sort of like someone had taken. A model home that was in poor taste. A new construction development model home. The kind with like a giant entranceway with a grand piano in it. And had put those things into a trailer. Like it was brand new and clearly top of the line. But like, the but there key... was a fake uh, plastic television hanging on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a... I said it was a model home, not an Ikea. Okay. Um, but no, model, was... homes have, uh, model homes have plastic stuff in them, don't they? Oh, they do. I, they think, do. I, mean, I, I thought they so. had real stuff. I thought you'd put some real stuff. I, in there. I can remember like some house shopping when I was a kid, noticing like I can tell pretending you, to pick up the plastic. I can tell you what it had. Uh, when I was interviewing Paul Feig, he and I sat in overstuffed Barca loungers. Mm, nice, um, but they were very contemporary, relatively contemporary. <laughs> they were what you might call Iowa contemporary <laughs> Barca loungers, and uh, also there was a gas fireplace. Wow, there wow. Was, was a trailer with a fireplace. But I, it's such an odd thing. One of the what, uh, do you know what movie company is producing this? Uh, Universal. Okay. Universal Studios. They'll throw some money around. No, they're not afraid to spend the big bucks. Sure. But one of the producers had like an Airstream that had been uh, sort of like fully restored. So he's like, well, if I'm always going to be on movie sets, I should have a sweet, tra- and I'm super rich, I should have a sweet trailer. Like that is, I have to hand it to, that is pretty sweet. Like, that's pretty great, especially because I think that they rent them to the film. You know, they, the, the film pays them to have their own trailer. Gotcha. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was this, this trailer could not have been like a more awkward, sad combination of opulent and horrible. <laughs> like, it was the Barca loungers were like mounted on some kind of like omnidirectional spring mounts. So they would, 
Obs- I- randomly, <laughs> randomly throw you out of them? Yeah. <laughs> like an ejector seat, is what you're saying. Yeah, and it had oil slicks. Wow. It had knives that came out of the wheels. Mm, Are you sure it wasn't the Speed Racer car? Oh. You might have been inside the Speed Racer or car. Or the Spy Hunter car from the video game in the 80s. Sure. Yeah, that's what it was. It was both of them. <laughs> it was both of those things. Okay, well, uh, Cole Stratton is here from the Pop My Culture podcast. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm on the web sometimes. <laughs> Is that your, are you sure you want that to be your nickname? Because <laughs> that no, will that's, stick. We'll... That's pretty bad. Uh, amateur sleuth to go with your boy detective. Okay. Great. All right. Because I'm nice. a man. Now, I like it. But I'm still not professional with my sleuthing. <laughs> okay. It's still a hobby. Yeah. It's still. You're boyish yes. also. Yeah, I suppose so. You have so. a boyish quality. Mm-hmm. You're full of energy. you got a lot of vim and vigor. Thanks. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've been in the studio. Uh, I feel like we missed... I missed... You You were probably at Comic-Con, right? Uh, I w- yeah, I, I just visited Comic-Con for a day. I thought I was going to work down there, but uh, it turned out that I what, only had a day. To what are the kind of stuff you, have you been up to since I last saw you? Uh, well, uh, I, I worked in Chicago for a bit. Sure. Uh, beautiful city, Chicago. Absolutely. I was One in, of the most beautiful cities. It's very, uh, yes, it's, a, it's, it's spectacular. Great. Great, great so, architecture, great, uh, great, great public life. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Uh, too hot, too cold. Awful weather. Just, Just the horrible worst. weather in yeah. Chicago. Jesus Christ. It's amazing to me that people live there. Sure. Given that. But uh, very beautiful. Yeah. If you uh, like, yeah. If I mean, it's the perfect city for a coffee table book. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyways, but I, I thought uh, I recently picked up a new favorite uh, Twitterer. Really? And I thought this would be a good time to talk about it. Cole, you're very active on Twitter. I'm pretty active on it, yeah. Uh, and Jesse, you obviously do, sure. a, do a, a, hey, the occasional tweet. Try this on for size. I've got two accounts. What? Oh my God, what's your other I've one? I've got a personal account and a put this on account. So mm. do I. Yeah. You've got to put you, this on account. I do. Seems weird because it's my project. Um, well, it's, I mean, it's a fake account for uh, <laughs> for Nell from the movie Nell. Sure. I tweeted her as Nell tweets. <laughs> it's just a lot of Tay in the Wayne and things like that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's <laughs> uh, fine. But I mean, we yeah, all have good. our favorite Twitterers. I'm sure people, we always look forward to reading their their tweets. Rob uh, Hubel. Rob Hubel. Uh, Mostly Rob Hubel yeah. for me. Rob Hubel's great. <laughs> Rob Delaney's pretty hilarious. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys heard of at Spider-Man 223? I'm not mm. familiar with at Spider-Man 223. I know at Jack A 227. This is but... at Spider-Man 223. Uh, and I recently became of at Sp- aware of at Spider-Man 223 uh, when I received this at reply. And I had noticed after I read this at reply and had noticed he had at replied me several times before. But this was the one that kind of caught my eye. Okay. <clears throat> Go hump your dick, pussy, backslash. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, who is this guy? So I go to his profile. There's no picture. Um, only the bird, the, the bird that you get before you upload a picture. Right. Uh, he, he's from New Bedford and his... Uh, New Bedford, Connecticut. I think so. Yeah. And his about him line is... I'm 13 at my own house being cool. 
<laughs> there are several misspelled words in that sentence. Uh, here's just kind of, and I and I I looked into it. I just wanted to read some more of these. I just wanted to kind of give you a sense of what he's all about. Here's just kind of a best of. Sure. Get those bee balls out of your mouth, and then an hour later, no, six hours later, get those big balls out of your mouth. <laughs> That's to no one. <laughs> Boob, 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 boob. Okay, hold on. There's. Wait, why uh, did he give up so soon? He has several characters left. He could have fit in like seven or eight more boobs. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Well, you know, don't, don't. Why, do you ask James Joyce why he doesn't use punctuation? Going to bed, going to school. Um. Okay. Uh, this is at Chris Brown. <laughs> Chris Brown, tell me the real story you beating up Rihanna because you got HIV. <laughs> um, here's another one. At Chris Brown, did you really beat up Rihanna? If you did, tell me the whole H-O-L-E story. <laughs> so, okay. Here's this 13-year-old kid, and he's added me a few times with like just similarly, you know, uh, vulgar nonsense stuff like that. Uh, and I'm thinking, who, like, who is this kid, and why is he? And he only adds me and Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Brown, it's all stuff about like beating up Rihanna, uh-huh. and I guess if, and asking him if he has HIV. So I'm thinking, like, who is this kid? Like, why? What I like, I okay. Can, here's a reason that I can respect this kid mm-hmm. that he's talking about HIV. The human immunodeficiency virus, mm-hmm. rather than full-blown AIDS. Sure, nice. I think that is that that represents an understanding of human biology and uh, pathology uh, that is uh, uh, really admirable. Look, Spider-Man Two Two Three has got it together. There's no other way to look at it. This kid's going places. Yeah, and here. Okay, so I'm wondering, like, who? Like, my first instinct is Fuel TV. Right. Like, this is a kid who watches Fuel TV, and you know has just decided to you're the star of fuel tv uh, sure i'm one of its noteworthy personalities absolutely uh, well, you and chris fairbanks yeah me and chris fair but he's here's the people he's following though and I, I i looked into i thought about that i'm like okay this is probably just a fuel tv kid right right here's who he's following and he's not following the stable of fuel tv people he's not following you know tony hawk and ryan sheckler and you know Andy that Ives. guy who punched you that guy who punched me travis pastrada <laughs> He's following Chris Brown, uh, some sort of Justin Bieber fan site. Oh, thank God. Chris Hardwick, <laughs> me, and Mariah Carey. <laughs> That's, That's it? it? That's it! That's the whole list? Oh, also T-Pain. Wow. So, what the fuck? Like, any... Do I reach out to him? Like, do I try and start a dialogue with him? Like, where do I go from here? Or do I just, like... Just observe it as I would a grazing elk. I think you should reach out to him. I think you should build build with him. Yeah, as as uh, as you would say if you were a like nineteen ninety eight rapper. <laughs> you need to build. I think you follow Fry to him. I think you get him a little legion of followers because okay. this kid's got something to say, and he deserves to have people listening. You know, sure. A lot of people think that young people don't don't matter, or we shouldn't listen to their opinions, their thoughts, their ideas. I think this guy is proof that young people are really bringing something to the table. Exactly. Uh, creativity in spelling. <laughs> yeah. um, a profound understanding of uh, the basics of medicine and health. 
uh, I mean, you know, really standing up against domestic violence. Absolutely. Sure. Um, yeah. Justin Bieber fan site. Mm-hmm. And, and comic of course, repetition, which and is of good. course, uh, part of an explanation for why our pal Chris Hardwick has t- two million Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's because he's got Spider Man two two three on his side. Exactly. Did you? Do you guys follow Josh Molina at all? No, I don't know Josh Molina. He was on the West Wing and Sports Night, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, is Jeremy from Sports Night? Yes, exactly. Mm. You should have said, do you follow Jeremy? Jeremy from Sports Night. <laughs> he he got to fictionally bone <laughs> Natalie. There you oh, go. Oh, man. Alive. High five. <laughs> Woo. Uh, he did this thing like a week Do you think they really back. boned? I, th- I hope they did. God, me too. Let's ask him. If yeah. they didn't, it would really give the lie to a lot of my masturbation over the last 15 years. <laughs> well, you do fantasy <laughs> sports night masturbation. <laughs> Do you do Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy because they were kind of like at odds in that show? Do you like, oh, what if they just threw down it? That's not a fantasy. They're married in real life. No, I know, but like in the, like a, as their characters No, from I'm the saying show. I've seen them have sex. Oh. Yeah, they're into wow. that kind of shit. Sure. Wow. She's fantastic. Night. So classy. Well, he did this thing a couple weeks ago where it was really silly. All it said was, clearly this is the worst person on Facebook, and it had a link. Yeah. And when you click on the link, it just takes you to the Facebook login page. But you know, sometimes you go there when somebody has wants to see something, you have to log in to see it. But all it is is simply the Facebook login page. So people would go there, log in, see their own profile, and think that Josh Molina singled them out as the worst person on Facebook, even that's, though it's just cute. a g- generic thing. So he got all this hate tweets at him, all these people saying, fuck you, man. How could, like, <laughs> didn't understand what was going on yeah, yeah. at all in the slightest. So he would just retweet what they would write to him, put some pithy comment in the front. And it started this big war that went on for a couple hours. Sort of like, if I could draw a parallel here, sure. it's sort of like the time he uh, set up the computer to vote for uh, Dan Casey. instead of Casey. Dan instead of Casey. <laughs> and the who's cooler. I think he voted for Casey instead of Dan. Okay. Uh, you might be right. Yeah, I believe he voted for Casey instead of Dan in the who's cooler online internet poll. You know, between the between the hosts of Sports hosts Night. Of Sports Night, yeah. It's also like the time when he tried to take break up with Natalie, but it didn't take. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, not really man. like that. No. Isn't just, Natalie hot? We're just reminiscing about one of our favorite shows from oh. the past. <laughs> <laughs> is Festus in here tonight? Because things are festivus, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, so your 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 tip is try and engage Spider Man two two three. I think mm-hmm. I think this is a great idea. We make Spider Man two two three a star. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've all got some collective internet clout. Yeah, I, look, I got thousands of followers. Sure, you got thousands of followers. You got a lot of fave stars. Yeah. Can you can you cash in your fave stars? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm still not. I'm still not, and I, <laughs> I, won't, I won't talk too much about my feelings about Favestar, uh, but no, I have yet to kind of make it into the, you know, Favestar skull and bones. I'm still kind of hovering around. I mean, I get about 10 per tweet, which is respectable, but not anything. People have stopped favoriting mine. Yeah? Yeah. Although I did get, I did get a really good Favestar. I'm no, we're not gonna, just going to talk about no, Favestar. No, of course not. I can. <laughs> Hey, I have I have lots of feelings about it. You should know out there in the audience. You should know we Jordan and I, and I can't speak for Cole, but Jordan and I judge our self worth on the basis of how, how many, many people star points internet weirdos give us. Yeah, on so fave star. If you want us to feel good about ourselves, sure. When we make a joke, you should click on the star next to it on our tweeters. 
Agreed. Right, Cole. Yeah, I'm click on, on this star. People don't know. People don't know about the stars. Favestar ma- is a website that uh, catalogs how many uh, favorite points you get on Twitter. Someone can favorite your post, and Favestar tells you uh, how many and whom favorited that post. Do you ever look at Favestar and wish that Jeremy would write a computer program <laughs> <laughs> to just stars your tweets? Yeah. Now, how many fave stars do you need to get into the fave star dead poet society? Where oh, where do you need to be on that? I mean, I think you need to be you need to be pulling Delaney numbers for that. Oh man, is Delaney a superstar of fave star? Uh, he's up there. He's one of them. It helps to be. I'll tell you, Delaney. Or it helps if you're. Here's the things that gets lots of stars on Twitter, from what I can gather about fave star. Big eyes, lady with big eyes. Yeah. If, yes. If you're a lady with a with a cute uh, avatar, a cute avatar doesn't have to be suggestive. Uh, it can just be kind of uh, indie rock cute. Yeah. Um, Basically, anything you say. Or is if you're a, like a cranky dad, like making my wife won't give me blowjob jokes and. Like, maybe I should leave the kids at the mall. Yeah. Anyway, those are two things that are, like, consistently popular on, on Twitter. Oh, my God. Speaking of cranky dads making my wife won't give me blowjob jokes, I think uh, this, this show isn't just a show where we talk about a tweet that somebody made, but Scott Simpson. <laughs> our friend, Why shouldn't it be? <laughs> but our friend Scott Simpson made a tweet. That was maybe my favorite tweet of anyone that has ever tweeted anything, um, like basically in my whole life. Scott Simpson is a, is one of the stars of Fave Star. There's no doubt about that. If you're talking about Scott Simpson, sure. Adam Lissagor, uh, uh Merlin Mann, these are guys that are getting a, a hundred favorites, no matter what it is. Um, but this one was truly spectacular. Talk talk for a second while I, while I pull it up here. Uh, hey Cole, what's the what's the what's your what's your star uh, uh, maximum at this point? Like, what's your uh, I don't, this this is something you keep track of. I'm assuming it is. Uh, you know, I haven't yet. I do check to see like what gets retweeted and okay. like, how many has people retweet things. Yeah. So if I do a decent joke, it'll get retweeted like a dozen times or whatever. Okay, so you maybe value the retweets more. than... Do the stars? I can't believe we're <laughs> I've talking about this. I've gotten a lot of retweets. <laughs> my 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 retweets have gone way up, and my stars have gone way down. I think people don't know, forgot about the star thing. Well, here's here's Scott Simpson's. Okay, you think you understand Spanish? Then your gardener refers to your penis as ella, and it's back to square one. <laughs> 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 oh my yep. god! Home I run. Could, I could uh, never. Joe Randazzo of The Onion. Yeah. Him, he did one of my all-time favorites. This is from like a year ago, but I still have it started, which was, if you see a very deep hole with the sign, free pizza inside, do not believe it. The pizza's only free with purchase of a soft drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. But, well, I mean, I should probably do one. What's this guy, Spider-Man 223? <laughs> yes. How many listeners? I mean, we have tens of thousands of listeners on Jordan Jesse Sure. Go. How many of them do you think? Probably tons We've of them got, We got Twitter. at least 10,000 listeners on Twitter. Sure. We're, our new project is Spider-Man two, at Spider-Man 223. Mm-hmm. It's the number two, number two, number three, right? Yes. At, yes, at Spider-Man 223. And, uh, yeah. What's your, what, what are you, uh, uh, what's your favorite here? You got it? Watching T.V. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's I mean that's not it, but you know. Uh, well, we're having to think about giving Rihanna AIDS. Favorite one? <laughs> I think we can. I think we can make. Uh, uh, what's a good goal? Uh, he's got six. Oh, he's got he's got five followers now. Okay, he's about to get six. I'm are looking you fo- him up right are now? Are you following oh, yeah. him yet? 
no, I'm not officially following him, but it's I mean it's time to pull the trigger. Okay. Um, Man, I go back to his page like twice a day to see if he's written oh, anything new. Who's follower number six? This guy. Oh, nice. I think I think by the time I'm going on vacation, um, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think by the time I come back, a thousand followers. That's our goal. Okay. I think that's, that's right. Absolutely, we can do that. We can absolutely do that. Let's make a star. Spider-Man 223 is the star that we're making today. If you're on Twitter, <laughs> twitter.com slash Spider-Man 223. Follow him. We're going to make this young man believe in himself. We are. And we're, yes, we're going we're gonna to encourage him to tweet more often. Yep. We're going to encourage him to bother Chris Brown around the clock. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just generally achieve his potential. Okay, well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cole Stratton, mm. amateur sleuth. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, here's how it works on Jordan Jesse Go. If you want to put in a sponsorship message, mm-hmm. we're not for it. We're not. We're not against sponsorship. Messages. No, Lord knows we're happy to have them. Yes, I am actively trying to sell out. Uh, we, we just charge you a hundred bucks for a personal message, jumbotron style, or one hundred and fifty mm-hmm. for a commercial message, uh, commercial style. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a very special personal message. Uh, it's from Dan. Uh, Dan is um, uh, Dan is sending out uh, some really wonderful greetings to his sister Jackie. Um, his sister Jackie uh, just moved to the great city of Chicago. Um, she's doesn't know people there. This is a whole new place for her. Mm. Her brother Dan wishes that he could be there to be her pal in this new city that she just moved to. Beautiful city, by the way. The Windy City. Sure. The mm-hmm. city with broad shoulders. Our nation's capital. <laughs> um, Little Tokyo. <laughs> Paris, France. Sure. Star of the Bible Belt. Um, but Dan would like to uh, send out uh, uh, some, some sweet moving wishes to his sister Jackie, who just moved. And uh, and her and by the way, uh, her boyfriend David. Um, just best wishes for their new life in Chicago. I presume they're fleeing some kind of plague, or potentially. I was well, I was presuming criminal charges of some oh, kind. Okay, or like they didn't want to get served with a subpoena. Yeah. Oh, so it's just not a bunch a swarm of locusts or something. That's. No, it's the it's the locusts that are serving the subpoena. Oh, I see. <laughs> They're yeah. great process servers Put because they work. just take out everything in their path. Sure, crops. A- for instance. crops will often get in the way of a subpoena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a corn crop. Anyway, um, that's our message to Jackie from Dan. Uh, all the best. If you want to sponsor a future episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, you can email us. Um, in fact, you can email our new development director at MaximumFun.org. Mm. Teresa at MaximumFun.org is the email address to send it to, T-H-E-R-E-S-A. Or you can use the contact form on our website and just choose sponsorships. It's basically as easy as uh, sending us 100 bucks and, and we put out your birthday or uh, anniversary or small business announcement. Or what have you. By the way, I want to take this opportunity. We have just, uh, we've just recently sent out all of our uh, T-shirts for the Pledge Drive. Um, so all these people who donated to support the show have, have received these T-shirts. Um, and we have just hired these people. And in order to uh, hire people and send out T-shirts, what do you need? Well, you need printers. Mm. Now, mm. I know what you're saying. Why do you, I understand why you need printers for T-shirts. Why do you need printers to hire people? 
<laughs> it's because they're going to need business cards, gentlemen. Mm. Ah, I see. So I would like to take this opportunity to thank the printers who have helped us with this. Um, VG Kids, our old friends, uh, former sponsors of Jordan Jesse Go. Um, they're, we're going to give them some underwriting on the Sound of Young America. Printed all our T-shirts. Did a wonderful job. Um, they're online at vgkids.com. So if you're a band or uh, uh, for any other reason you need merch, they make all kinds of merch, T-shirts, and whatnot. And I'm also um, I, I'm also very excited uh, that we've uh, we've gotten letterpress uh, business cards. Uh, from One Heart Press in San Francisco. This is the second time they've uh, printed business cards for me. And um, when I give the people my business card, uh, which I do as a professional in uh, an industry, sure. um, people are, I, without exception, always say, wow, that's a beautiful business card. And the reason is because we had it printed letterpress, which is a very fancy process that involves like the physical stamping of a plate into a thing. And it doesn't have the <clears throat> website on the back where you get free business cards. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, but, but, the, uh, but the good folks at, at One Heart Press, I, we also we had them uh, uh, print our, uh, our wedding cards, our wedding announcements and invitations. And they did such an amazing job. They were so spectacularly beautiful. And so if you have any reason to need something that's beautiful printed for you, uh, be it, you know, uh, wedding announcements or, um, you know, personal stationery or business cards. (laughs) Yeah, a threat that you don't want to trace back to your handwriting. Sure. Um, One Heart Press in San Francisco is uh, the folks that we've used. And you can talk to Chad there. He's their resident Sound of Young America, Jordan Jesse Go fan. He's the nicest guy ever. Um, I'm sure they'll give you a little price break. And the work that they do is so beautiful. Like, it's really something to get something wonderful. Um, that's where you'd go. So uh, our thanks to VG Kids and One Heart Press um, for printing stuff up for us. And we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cole Stratton, notary public. So you can't change it mid episode. Amateur sleuth. Okay, thank you. I like notary public better though. Okay, well, I mean, if you want to, I just, I just don't want you to think you have two nicknames. Are you a notary public? Uh, I can put my stamp on shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't just mean can you pee on things. You understand that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't think you are with me. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you think that putting your pee on things, either you think that... Look, it works for dogs and wolves. Why can't it work for me? <laughs> Why can't it work for... Dogs I, and wolves. My concern, my concern is not so much, Jordan, that he thinks that... <laughs> I, think, I think that he... Rather than being inappropriate, my concern isn't that he's being... In, it's that... I think he thinks that's what a notary public does. Yeah. Pees on important documents. <laughs> Look, sometimes people have important documents. Sure. They get stage fright. They can't pee on them themselves. Yeah. They bring them to me. Yeah. And, and I publicly pee on them for them. Yeah. When I'm gone too long, my cat turns into a little notary public. <laughs> <laughs> and she notarizes my laundry hamper. Um, we, listen, um, I feel like uh, one of the most important themes here on Jordan Jesse Go, and I'd, first of all, I'd like to thank everyone for sending me the pictures of the Z-donk, which is half donk, half zebra. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, granted, donks are an important theme on this program. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate your efforts on my behalf, everyone who sent me a picture of the Z-donk. 
Um, but I think probably if there were one theme that comes up over and over again, sure. it's a particular obsession that Jordan has. And I don't know if you know about this, Cole, but maybe, Jordan, maybe you could explain it. Uh, sure. Real quick. I, I, we, uh, <laughs> and I like how we're putting this obsession on me. I, although I guess it is mainly <laughs> it on is, me. Yours. It makes me seem like a pervert. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I think, isn't that the whole premise? I, I hadn't thought about it like that. And number one, that's... it is your obsession. Sure. I've enabled it, certainly. <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe I mistook enabling for mutual enthusiasm. Plus, I'm fine I, with it, but I it's, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to shit on it. I'm yes ending it. No, sure. Okay. But I will pee on it. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and validate it. Yes. But it costs it costs fifteen dollars, which, bucks, which yeah. is the rate that was agreed to by the uh, state of California. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oftentimes on this show, we will. Uh, uh, discuss or maybe wonder out loud about the secret sex party. Uh, this is something uh, when you go to a uh, a Renaissance fair or a comic convention, uh, you know, and you see the adults dressed up or something. Uh, in my mind, there has to be a sexual element to this, right? Otherwise, why would you do it, right? Uh, so I the only thing I can the only thing I can wrap my brain around is that these people are having secret sex parties. Right. Uh, That's why they're there. Sure. Why else? Would why they would go? you do anything? How else do you explain all the slave layers at Comic Con? I really, can right? think of no other explanation. Anyways, so uh, so and we actually got a, uh, a a call on our voicemail line. Uh, a listener was on his way to a secret sex party with his wife. And their roommate. And it was the roommate that got us. If That's, it had just yeah. been him and his wife. We're like, all right. That would have been one thing. Now, he, he wanted to be clear to us when, when he called in or emailed in uh, that this was, a, this was a 100% secret sex party. It didn't have like a comic book theme and it had no association to any Renaissance fairs. Okay. Um, so I don't know if this is going to completely satisfy your craving, Jordan. What? What's it? We're on it. We're on the. We're on the right track. I yeah, think. but I wanted to welcome onto the air here. Uh, uh, do you mind if we knew? Do we mind? Do you mind if we use your first name? No, that's fine. Okay, uh, we wanted to welcome Chris onto the show. Um, Chris kindly, uh, kindly agreed to, um, uh, kindly agreed to to come onto our telephone, uh, come onto our telephone line here and talk a little bit about secret sex parties. Um, and why he would go with his wife and his roommate. Uh, yeah, so, uh, okay, so, where to begin? Uh, I'm like a kid in a store. Uh, um, <laughs> like a, a generic <laughs> store? Yeah, yeah, a candy store. Like, like a Rite Aid. Yeah. <laughs> or a Walmart. Well, like what it was th- like there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, I guess, yeah, maybe let's just start with Bed, why and beyond. roommates. I mean, I guess I guess I understand that, 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 that certain married couples, this is something they would do, but how did you get your roommate involved? Well, my roommate actually, uh, well, my, my, uh, my girlfriend and I were not married yet. Okay. But okay. We, uh, we've been together for seven years now, and we've been actually swingers for the last four or five years of that. And uh, our roommate is our current swing partner. Okay, so... So uh, it's sort of a normal addition to our triplet. Now, is it at all like the movie Swingers? <laughs> I actually didn't see the movie Swingers. 
That's funny. It's a lot of people fucking people other than their partners. <laughs> yep, it's exactly like oh, the movie okay. <laughs> A star-making performance for Vince Vaughn. Yeah. You guys remember that year, I think 1997, where you could say people swing, but they meant swing dance to, like, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and yeah. sure. Poppin' Daddies and all that stuff. I bet that was confusing for the swinger community. It probably was. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so uh, did this person move in with you guys for the purpose of being a sexual third, or did, did they move in just off Craigslist or something, and then you're like, hey, we've got an idea? Hey, get a load well, of this was sort of, She was sort of a third first and then moved in later, so she was a friend, too. Oh, okay. So, so we already knew each other. We had already been established as sort of a, an extra in the couple, you know. Okay. Oh, of course, yeah. But, but yeah. In, in addition to, you know, the three of you living together, at, like, you also go to things where there's more than three people? <laughs> <laughs> This was uh, the first. You'll understand. Those, two people is still a little difficult for me to wrap my brain around. Uh, so, but so you do go to things where there are more than three people. Yeah, sure. This okay. would this would be one of those things. And how do you how do you get the like? How did you hear about it? Like, what 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 process led you to get there? Well, uh, there are actually a lot of online swinger communities, and um, it's sort of a they don't tell you the place until you know. Uh, till you uh, are accepted into the group and that whole thing. So I was part of the swinger community online, and uh, sort of got an invite that way. How do now? What's that process like? Like when you like the screening process? Like how are you involved? And then how do they make sure you're not just some weirdo? Like, um, well, uh, one of the big things is you can't be a single guy. Okay. Uh, they don't allow any single guys in there because those are generally the weirdos. And um, so you have to have a woman with you if you're a guy, which sort of weeds out the weirdos on its own. <laughs> the fact that a woman will go near you. Exactly. Technically, though, you're all weirdos. <laughs> but what's this, what's this pre... Speaking technically. <laughs> what's this pre-participation like? like? Like this you proving that you're cool enough to get invited is it mostly memor i'm guessing it's, that it's mostly memorizing poetry yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah firefly it was, uh, it was fan a lot fiction. of memorizing of poetry um but no mostly it was just sort of uh email conversations to sort of asking questions about us and uh making sure we weren't freaks or answering things really weird but, you, was, but they oh, can also turn us away at the door, too, I suppose, when we got there. Oh, wow. Is there, like, a bouncer or something? Do they have, like, a security dude presiding over things? No, but there were 150 people at that one, so it wouldn't What? Been... <laughs> Are you... Holy what? Shit. This is like... Uh, where where do the, they hold... The, yeah. The Hard it, Rock Cafe? Is it an airplane hangar? <laughs> it was actually... It was a, a high giant lodge in the middle of the woods. What? Oh, oh, wow. Okay. What's... How far was the drive? Um, it was probably twenty minutes from the city. Oh, okay. I'm pretty concerned that this that this event was called Max FunCon, and just <laughs> I wasn't informed. <laughs> if, was, if it's uh, anything like that, I'll be at the next one. <laughs> and just picture somebody getting totally lost in the woods up there, knocking on the door for directions. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, can I so... use Can I use your telephone real quick? Sure. Once it comes out of that vagina. Hey. Oh. <laughs> um. Okay, so you get this, so you spend time emailing the organizers. Yep. Um, what are you talking about? Are you talking about movies? 
Talking about your favorite flicks? Yeah, what what goes into these emails? Favorite sports stars? Uh, it's sort of personal information about uh about the couple, or in our case, the triplet, just sort of asking how long we had been together, how comfortable we had been in the community and stuff, you know, making sure that, uh, I guess, that it wasn't our first time with other people and we were sort of comfortable with that sort of situation because you don't want to get there and be uncomfortable with other people having sex around you. Did it get explicit? Like, does it get explicit or is it just, is it as touchy-feely as all that? No, that was pretty much it. It was, it was pretty easy as long as you uh, had a woman. Okay. So, it, like, they didn't like they didn't ask about, like, sexual activities you wanted to do. No, no, nothing like that. You guys ever talk about F in the AP? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? F in the AP. Oh, who's the freak now, Jesse? Associated you Press. Could, you, could, uh, you could teach these, uh, these uh, high steppers a thing or two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, by all means, describe this. You know what I like about this, Cole? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> all elements of it. I like I like the practicality of the whole operation. No, it's I mean, nice. that's and that's what I'm wondering about mostly is logistics. Like, these are the things that I, I feel like I've, you know, seen things on the subject that don't, they, that are just touchy-feely and talk about emotions and you know usurping social norms like great i know but look we've all read how much furniture is there well we had to actually um go to an orientation as well right before the party where does that happen separate room in the lodge that's a timeshare presentation (laughs) 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 cole this is a safety thing if you don't know if you don't know how to operate your parachute that's right you might end up what is you? What's at the orientation? <laughs> oh, just sort of the rules of the club, and that if you uh, if you don't follow the rules, they'll kick you out. Things like that. What and, are some um, of the What are some of the rules? You always got to wear sex club. Always <laughs> got to wear. Well, just a standard sort of no means no. Uh, there's no asking why anything like that. No um, asking for phone numbers afterwards. Leave it at the sex. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So if like you see someone in public after the party, you can't go up to them and go. Hey, that sex was awesome. If they're with <laughs> friends or something like that, uh, gentlemen are expected to wear a coat and tie. They'll provide one for you if you sure. didn't bring one. There's a crest on it. Um, you you got to figure out who's bringing soda, who's bringing Doritos. You got to work all that out. Yeah, you got to tip the caddies. So, what if you could describe the people at this? Like, was there a genre of person that you thought was overrepresented? That was a thing. There wasn't. I, there were people between 24, which is where I am, to about 60. And, um, I mean, pretty evenly represented throughout the scale. And, uh, you know, there were, there were probably some eight or nines there, and there were some twos or threes. Too, Not eight or nine-year-olds. Pretty... <laughs> <laughs> well, eight they or had nine. a daycare area. Okay. But they get screened out very early in the process. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're all there for. That's why they talk about favorite flicks. If you, yeah, exactly. If you bring up something that Daddy Day Camp is your yeah, favorite flick, yeah. you're out. Um, so, okay, so you're in this orientation room, and they're explaining no means no and blah, 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 blah. And then you go into the main room chamber? What? Yeah, there were, there were probably six or seven different – they call them playrooms. Okay. Uh, were they themed? Yes, they all were. What were the themes? Uh, the best one was probably the orgy room. 
Which what? One? Is it the whole thing in orgy? What are the other rooms? One of them is the sex room. One of them is the, <laughs> it's orgy the naked room. room. One of them is the penis and vagina room. There's one based on the Industrial Revolution. It's <laughs> yeah. That one's horrible. It's, mo- it's, it's terrible. Super so wait, sooty. What's, what separated the orgy room apart from the other rooms? Well, the orgy room was also sort of a voyeur room. So it had uh, four mattresses laid down in the middle of this giant room. And then a couple feet from the mattresses completely surrounding it were also couches to watch the people on, on the, the mattresses. mattresses. Wow. Um, how naked is everyone? Like, do you immediately just strip off all your clothes when you walk from the orientation room to one of the themed rooms? Some people do. <laughs> just, like, immediately? Um, yeah, yeah. Some people are just immediately naked um, or in robes. Uh, some people are fully dressed still. Um, is there a coat check? Uh, no, but there was some coat hangers. Okay. Are there, my like... concern would be if you checked your clothes where you would put the ticket. <laughs> Up your ass, Jesse. Right. Obviously. I mean, uh, so there were some cubbies to keep your clothes while you were there. But, okay. um, but no, quite a few people, especially in the pool area. Is there staff that's not fucking? Like, are there, is there cater waiters, I guess? Uh, <laughs> and, like, security people? Is there someone serving drinks? Uh, well, there was no alcohol there, because I guess they got in trouble with the alcohol board a few years back. And why wouldn't they? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a license. They, had, they, had, they got a license from the giant group of people fucking board. <laughs> they forgot to... <laughs> they forgot the, the liquor board. Okay. That's what the so, liquor board spends most of their time busting, is like underage drinking and like big sex party drinking. Right. That's where all their staff is going. <laughs> exactly. So you've got no sanctioned alcohol drinking, but are, do people have like booze and drugs that they're you know sharing kind of on the down low i saw some people sharing liquor but uh i didn't see any drug use at all now that'll uh, uh that'll get you kicked out pretty quick okay are there, so are there like roving like spotters yeah, <laughs> third, yeah third base coaches <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're probably um i don't know there were probably six or seven maybe up to 10 staff members that were walking around in case anyone had issues or refilling the condom bowls and huh. things like that. Um, okay. So you're, so, okay. So you're in, so you go from the orientation to the other room. There's spotters walking around making sure everybody's okay. How do you initiate, like, when is, uh, okay, how do you initiate having sex with someone? Like, is there a pleasant conversation first? Do you talk about, you know, Daddy Daycare. Have you sure? Have you seen Inception? Do you think it was all a dream, or is it just like, you know, when when do we start sex? Like, uh, talk about the interim. Well, uh, yeah, it was a little weird at first because I didn't know how to interact with the people. So my girlfriend and I just sort of went into the the pool and started swimming, while uh, like laps. my roommate <laughs> like swimming laps. <laughs> they had kickboards, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> And my roommate just sort of immediately got approached by uh, two or three people because she didn't have a guy immediately with her. And so she was sort of looked like a single female. And uh, they just started chatting her up about, yeah, movies and stuff. And so we sort of joined the conversation with them. <laughs> about movies? Yeah, yeah, about movies. Well, and now what's the segue? Was anybody's dick out at this point? <laughs> yeah, how many dicks no, could no. you see while you guys were talking about, uh, you know, Jonah Hex or whatever? <laughs> We all had our clothes on for that, but uh, the segue was pretty abrupt. It was uh, one of the uh, one of the guys from one of the couples that we had been talking with. We were all in a group. Um, just asked my roommate, um, "Hey, want to go into the orgy room?" And they just went. Wow. Yep. Um, 
So, okay. So, Let me ask you this. Yeah. So this is a question I want. And this is, is going to get a little bit explicit. Just so you know, sure. if you have any kids listening out there, you should probably turn on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all been fine up until here. That turn. means you, Spider-Man 223. <laughs> No, he's that man. He knows what's up. Yeah, he knows what's he's going. mature for he his knows, age. He knows where HIV boop, comes from. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> um, okay, so so a gentleman's balls <laughs> contain only so many jisms. This was exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> so, like, let's say, I mean, if you, I guess the question is. Do you have to like put off having sex at the sex, at the secret sex party because you're going to be like, well, you know, I'm going to have sex once and then uh, you know, then it's going to be then everything after that's going to be a hassle. Yeah, like what do you yeah, like as a gentleman, what do you ha- do you do you conserve? Do you like do you pace yourself? In what way do you make sure you're getting maximum enjoyment out of this? Well, personally, I sort of held off until the end of the night. Um I sort of kept it slow and focused more on the woman um, than myself for it. So I was able to slow down that way. Um, but I saw some guys just going full bore, I mean, for hours. It was insane. So these are the people who are experienced secret sex party goers and have attained to this weird stamina? Is that well, something you observed? Well, there was one guy in particular there who had his own baggie filled with special condoms and lube that he brought because <laughs> apparently he didn't want to use the, the house stuff. He didn't want... <laughs> if, if in terms of bowling, he didn't want to use the alley ball. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay. So, but, so there's clearly people there who know the drill and who kind of train for this sort of thing, maybe? I, I guess, yeah. I mean, you see people start to weed out as the night goes on, too, so you can sort of see who gets spent early and, uh, and who waits. Let me, let me ask you, first of all, congratulations on waiting. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's more special that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay, so is it pleasant? <laughs> there's no there's no doubt that this is going to be exciting whether it's exciting because it's good or exciting because it's terrifying or whatever this exciting i mean i don't think there would be any way to be bored by this but is it a nice time uh it was actually the people were really nice and after the sex it wasn't awkward at all i guess i, I don't know how to explain it but we just sort of talked after too um, it was, uh, and it was catered too, so the food was good. No, well, what, are we t- was... what are we talking here? Let's talk food. Pig, pigs in a blanket. <laughs> well, oh, well, they Caprizi had a crazy uh, sandwich. I think it was a roast chicken that night, and um, then at midnight they bring out sandwiches and cookies that they bake there. Wow, I would think you'd want to do like theme snacks that tie in with the night. You know, like dicks in a blanket, something like <laughs> that. Oh, sure, you know, vagina pie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> F in the AP punch. <laughs> Um, wow, this is fascinating. It is endlessly fascinating. Uh, what do you now? Obviously, something you you deal with. I mean, you're you're a, a guy who's in a relationship. What's what? Do you have any like policy or any kind of technique for curbing jealousy that might come up with this sort of arrangement? Um, well, it was sort of. I guess I sort of got over that in the first year or so of mm-hmm. swinging in general. Um, 
it was weird at first, uh, but I've always found it sort of exciting, the thought of it sort of exciting too, so I guess that's kind of a weird thing and it helps out a lot. Like the thought of my woman with another man. Okay. Specifically um, his boner. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The man's boner. Yeah. Jordan, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. <laughs> How many races were represented in this thing? <laughs> I had to say something a 12-year-old would say. That's okay. But seriously, though, this is like a white person thing, right? Yeah, yeah. There were, uh, oh, God, I think uh, three black guys and um, the rest were all white. So it's 147 pretty to white three. as well, so it was a pretty solid representation of Seattle's demographics. Sure. So you think maybe, but if we did this in a more diverse area, like Chicago that we were talking about earlier, you think there might be a different scheme? Oh, yeah, I guarantee you. Okay. Would. Certainly. Like, the, like it's doing it's some people sort of... from all walks of life. It was, I mean, there were, would there you were s- uh, pretty well-off people, and there were some less than well-off people. Some too. clearly homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you're taking all this down, Jordan, for your sex party almanac you've been working on. <laughs> yes, I know. Sex parties in America. The almanac. Okay, how does everybody clean up? Yeah, <laughs> when do you leave? Do you, you don't sleep there, do you? Uh, some people do. They actually, uh, at night, you can just sort of sleep on the mattresses. Gross. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> well, they have they change the, the sheets throughout the night. That's one of the uh, the spotters. Job, Chris. I don't mean to be rude, but that's not going to cut it. Yeah, that's still too <laughs> gross. It's not a sheet issue. It comes through the sheets. Sure, um, that would what? be like a terrible summer job. I'm a part-time <laughs> <Spotter>. sheet burner. <laughs> yeah. Do you get the impression that the spotters do they work for the company? Like, are they just employees, or are they sex party enthusiasts that just want to be there? It's actually just regular members of the club. It's uh, if you if you work as the staff for a uh, a party, you get a free party or something like that because there is an entrance fee. Okay, what did, what's what's one what of are these we run? talking about? What are we talking? It was uh, forty five bucks for a couple. That seems pretty reasonable. I was reasonable. I would say I was gonna say oh that's five hundred bucks a person. I think oh no forty five dollars seems very reasonable. It's that's fifteen for single females too. That's what you're dropping on a uh, trip to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to fuck there. So, really, this is the better value. If you had 150 people fucking, though, what could they do? They're not going to shut down Knott's Berry Farm. No. Quite frankly, Knott's Berry Farm would be happy to have the business. Yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not selling as much boysenberry jam as they used to. Uh, wow, well, this has been great. I feel informed. Well, Chris, we, we really appreciate you taking the time to inform us. I have one last question. Yes. Sure. Chris, you've, you've already said out loud what city that you live in, and you've said your first name, and also you live in a, a house with a person who's sort of in your relationship, uh, a third person who's sort of in your relationship. Yep. Are you concerned about how this might affect your life outside <laughs> of fuckfests? <laughs> no. Uh, all my friends know of our relationship. What about your like colleagues? Do you have a do? Are you in business? Uh, I am. Um, I, I don't think any of them listen to Jordan Jesse go. No, uh, all- <laughs> no, no preschool teachers listen to Jordan <laughs> Jesse go. Uh, okay. Look, I, he's the only guy on the whole Supreme Court. <laughs> it's been a pleasure go. talking with you, Mister Souter. <laughs> He's still on the Supreme Court? Yeah, sure, I think so. 
Suter? Isn't he? Cole? I don't know. Let's you only know about Muppet bands. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Chris, thank you so much for taking this time. It was uh, it was a really informative and uh, fascinating um, talk we did. <laughs> Me say yeah, thing. And, uh, if, uh, if you wanted to comment all, Jordan, um, we can actually get you an invite if you'd like. If you're in the Seattle area. If you ever wanted to see it yourself. Specifically Jordan, by the way. Not you and me, Cole. We're not invited. Yeah. Jordan might be making that noise, but he is nodding his head enthusiastically. <laughs> <laughs> I am now Googling Seattle plane tickets. Jordan's boner is touching the oh. ceiling of this room right now. To be fair, he's three inches from the ceiling. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for speaking candidly. I think that's all any of us wanted in the in the realm of the secret sex party. Yeah. Well, yeah thank you no so problem. much, Chris. Well, we'll we'll talk to you next time we need to talk to somebody who goes to a lot of secret sex parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problem at all. Thanks. Later, Chris. Uh, wow. So there's that. We'll yes. be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cole Stratton, notary public. Um, well, I think we've all regained our composure. Sure. Took an opportunity to take a cold shower. Sure. <laughs> Cur- curl up in the corner and giggle. <laughs> or cry, in my case. Um, yeah. Cole was pretty good. Yeah, man. It was really hard to console you. It was Cole real. was just an emotional roller coaster yeah. all the day. The whole time, you thought he was. He covers up for his emotional roller coaster <laughs> with dry wit, but mm-hmm. shit was going on for him. Before we get completely out of the juvena- juvenilia category, can I tell you about something that happened to me in, in Calgary? Yes. So I had I had two weird – Calgary is a beautiful town. Sure. Um, and uh, the fo- ca- folks of the Calgary Folk Festival were very kind to invite me to uh, do The Sound of Young America and give a talk there. We had a blast, met some cool people, saw great Avit Brothers show. Mm. Uh, nice. Just a fantastic show, really a lot of fun. And uh, it was just a great experience overall. Um, but we were walking around Calgary's cool neighborhood. Yes. Um, which is... Calgary not, Heights. <laughs> yeah, Calgary <laughs> Heights. Not, not much to see in Calgary. I think Calgary mm. was sort of a, a small oil town that grew in population a lot with the boom of the oil economy. I think people who work in the oil industry maybe not known for their uh, cool boutiques. Right. Plus, um, it's not hockey season right now, so you can't even go to a Flames game. Although you can go to the biggest restaurant in town, Flames Central. Ooh, nice. I think it's called Flames Central. Mm. Flames Square. Flames something or other. Sure. It's like a old, it's like a 30s movie theater converted into a huge Calgary Flames-themed restaurant awesome. and club. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, I, we had a lot of great experiences. Uh, we got to see uh, the man whose job it is to bring groupies to Michael Franti. Mm. Mm. Um, we, then we got to see Michael Franti sitting with a circle of groupies uh, all in bare feet. Um, and then we got to see a security person dragging off the one man who had managed to sneak his way backstage to talk to Michael Franti oh. in front of these six or seven lady groupies that were sitting in the circle with him. And as the man was being physically dragged away uh, from this circle, uh, he was thanking Michael Franti. <sighs> oh, <Wow. laughs> Franti. Oh, Michael Franti. But in this nice neighborhood in Calgary, I saw something that was really special. 
something truly spectacular. It was a store that sold two things. It was a dual-purpose storefront. Um, Sold two primary products, advertised very large in the window. One of them was lingerie. So it had lingerie in the window, uh, you know, your uh, teddies, (laughs) your uh, matching bra and panty sets. Sure, these are examples of lingerie. Um, it had a variety of lingerie in the window and advertised that it sold lingerie. And the other thing that it sold was cat fancier gifts. <laughs> Finally, I can get my one-stop shopping done. Yeah. Who are these people? Who would name the person? Well, I think it's is- just for, it's for opposite ends of the spectrum. It's for people who have a lot of sex and people who have no sex. <laughs> One of the two. It was sincerely the strangest store I've ever seen in my entire life. It continues to boggle my mind hmm. to this moment. I, th- I think it's for cat fuckers. I'm going to be <laughs> yeah, honest well. with you. I mean, I'm not saying for certain it's for cat fuckers. Calgary was a relatively conservative town, certainly, for, uh, but, you know, it's probably for cat fuckers. Sure. Okay. I want to thank. Uh, Cole Stratton for being here with us. Ah, shucks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for Uh, having me. uh, You can listen to his hit, his smash hit podcast, Pop My Culture, uh, which is what? Online at popmyculture.com? Popmyculturepodcast.com. Popmyculturepodcast.com. It's on the iTunes. A very amusing amusing program, one of the few podcasts in the world with a lady involved in it. That's right. (laughs) Um, Vanessa Raglan, my co-host. Uh, the very funny Vanessa Raglan um, uh, has had many uh, celebrity guests on the program. Uh, what are some of your celebrity guests? Uh, Matthew Lillard. Matthew wow, Lillard. That's Lillard. a major star. Her co-star, Linda Cardellini. From, Linda uh, Cardellini from Freaks and Geeks. Freaks mm. and Geeks. Uh, Sam Levine, also from Freaks and Geeks. Michael Hitchcock. A uh, couple of guys from Rift Rocks and Mystery Science Theater. So these are these are heavy hitters. Yeah, Paul F. Tompkins, Chris Hardwick. Yeah. All the usual folks. Uh, all on the Pop My Culture podcast at popmyculturepodcast.com. Um, our theme music, Love You, by The Free Design, uh, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records. It's on Kites Are Fun, the best of The Free Design. And hey, guess what? Hmm. Uh, the Sound of Young America live DVD should be, if you were uh, if you were a donor in our last pledge drive, should have already arrived. If, if not, it will probably arrive shortly, or you have the wrong address on PayPal, which is a big problem. <laughs> um, but uh, we've sent out these DVDs. A lot of people have been asking me. They said... You know, like, I was already a donor, I didn't get one, or um, I want one to give to somebody, or how can I get one? So we finally put them in the MaxFun store. So you can buy them online at MaxFunStore.com. Um, they're only 18 bucks, and they feature not only the Sound of Young America live show uh, from WNYC in New York with um, Scott Adsit from 30 Rock and the music video director uh, Rick Cordero and music from Andrew WK and Nelly Mackay and comedy from Kumail Nanjiani and an introduction by Jordan Morris. Um, but also uh, uh, hours of bonus footage, including um, uh, interviews with uh, David Gordon Green and um, Kevin Klein uh, and others, and a very special short film uh, made by Jordan and myself uh, just for the digital versatile disc. Yeah, it's an Easter egg. Yeah, exactly. I think you can also watch. Uh, you can also watch all of the uh, the animations that we made for Jordan Jesse Game. If you can't beat Jordan Jesse Game, oh, speaking of uh, Dan Heinrich, the man who made Jordan yeah. Jesse Game, uh, I visited with him in Chicago. That's oh. a good reason to go to Chicago. That's fantastic. Um, a, a sweet guy, if ever there was one. Absolutely. Um, that features John Hodgman and Andy Daly, our good pals. 
Um, so uh, maxfunstore.com, you can buy that and all your other Jordan Jesse Go stuff. And uh, please do, because that's how Jordan gets his check at the end of every couple of months. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. We've got all kinds of great stuff. Anyway, I think that's about it. Jordan, are you going to you gonna come in here and host a show without me? I was going to say it uh, uh, off mic, but uh, yes, I am definitely into, uh, into hosting another uh, – Kids only episode of the uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, so yeah, look look for that maybe. Okay, in a week or so. Uh, for Jordan Morris, uh, Cole Stratton from the Pop My Culture podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>